This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today, we're going to be talking technology, and in particular, technology really that is changing very rapidly because of what's going on in the world. And to me, I find this fascinating. You know, I've, I've always been a technology geek. Um, I'm not one of the early adopters. I don't, I, you know, I do tend to kind of wait for things to, to settle a bit, but I'm also far from a, a troglodyte. So, you know, I love tech. I, long ago, I worked for um, tech companies. And, and so, I love that. I love learning more about it. And so, uh, joining us today is Wade Hoffman. So, welcome, Wade. Thanks, Deb. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Great. Well, let me tell people a little bit about you, and then we will dive into this. So, Wade Hoffman has worked directly with small businesses to Fortune 500 clients in management and consulting roles, ranging from consultant and advisor to fractional COO and CEO. He provides value through business and IT strategy definition, business intelligence and data analytics, information security risk management, and product service delivery management. His experience spans over 30 years and includes a strong track record of success in business development and management of leading edge technology and service offerings across many vertical industries, including retail, hospitality, transportation, insurance, financial services, telecommunications, education, and manufacturing. So again, Wade, welcome. Thanks. Thanks for the nice welcome. Look forward to our discussion today. Great. Well, it, it's funny you 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 say that you started you know in this over thirty years ago. They didn't have the internet back then, um, right? It, Al Gore well, hadn't well, invented it. Um, yeah, the internet was there, but it was more of a government. Consortium. Right. It was, and we we FTP'd things. Um, well, yeah, and and really the whole idea at that point was you know between you know military organizations mm-hmm. and government you know uh, defense mm-hmm. uh, organizations to be able to communicate right. better. And what they realized mm-hmm. was that, hey, this has a lot broader applications mm-hmm. and more and more people started using it. Right. Universities style started piling on and using it, you know, for bulletin boards mm-hmm. and things of that nature. So, yeah, it, it really quickly evolved then, of course, mm-hmm. once we got into the, you know, late 80s, early 90s, mm-hmm. right. when it became more ubiquitous mm-hmm. for all businesses and all right. individuals. 
Right. Yeah. When businesses started really using it, obviously that was when people went, oh, hey, this is is something that we need to invest time, money, you know, all of those things on. Um, But yeah, I remember, you know, having having the blue screen and having to type because I actually worked for a government contractor and, you know, and, and, you know, transmitting data. And and then, of course, the, you know, that was always the fun part, right? Um, Exactly. You know, and and, and the speeds. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I could have walked data to, to right. wherever it was going much faster sometimes than, yeah. than we could connect. Yeah, when and, they came up with 9,600 baud modems, right. right? That was a big deal. We were like, oh my gosh, you know, and, and so, you know, and, and then AOL yes. and what was it, Netscape. Um, right. Yeah, I am showing my age. Good heavens. Um, you know, and, and, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was something that was, was, you know, obviously here to stay, um, you know, and, 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 but security and safety and things like that have always been a concern because whether it's, you know, your, your home computer or, you know, something that, that belongs to the government or, or, you know, a business with proprietary data, we have to protect all of that. And so you've been doing this, you know, as, as we said, for over 30 years. So tell us how it is though, that you discovered that this really is your passion in life. Well, it's kind of ironic because, you know, it stems back to going to college. And when I went to college, I had to declare a, merge, um, a major, right? Mm-hmm. And and, um, and I really wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. but I had had a, a computer um, programming class mm-hmm. in high school. Mm-hmm. And back then it was the old Commodore. Right. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. The old DOS um, and uh, basic programming language. And mm-hmm. I thought it was really interesting, you know, and I thought, you know, computers sound fun. So it was about that much forethought put into it. It wasn't like I had dreamed about, you mm-hmm. know, oh, I want to get into technology and computers and all that. And the more I got into it then in college, the more I really appreciated the, the logical aspect around mm-hmm. it, um, the applications that, you know, uh, were, you know, being used mm-hmm. um, or, you know, that computer, you know, computers mm-hmm. were being leveraged toward and, mm-hmm. and just the opportunity I knew it was an enormous growing market at that mm-hmm. point and so it just it really worked out well for me but I would have to say it wasn't like I came out of high school knowing exactly what I was going to mm-hmm. do it was more like okay I gotta I've got to sign up for a major so I'll, I'll pick this one right. you know? this looks cool this looks and, fun yeah. and I like math you know I mean math was probably one of my mm-hmm. stronger subjects I wasn't as good in you know um, you know like you know English mm-hmm. and literature and those kinds of things but math really just kind of stuck with me so it was mm-hmm. kind of a logical approach to take. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I just um, really kind of gravitated towards it. And then as I worked through the program and then got into my first jobs, really the, I maybe mean, it was the mathematical aspect really got me intrigued by the mm-hmm. data analytics mm-hmm. side of things and, um, and, you know, management of data um, mm-hmm. that really intrigued me. And, and I was fortunate to be able to have a number of jobs during my career where mm-hmm. that was the focus, mm-hmm. um, you know, how to, how to take advantage of this immense Mm-hmm. The massive flood of data that we generate every day, and how we we could put that to use, you know, to help companies, mm-hmm. help businesses, you know, be more efficient, mm-hmm. be more productive, help their customers better, you know, um, serve their their client base, things mm-hmm. like that. So, right, you yeah. know, and, and it is just fascinating, especially to realize what the changes have been in the last 30 years. Um, you know, even just technology. I mean, you know, 30 years ago, we still had dumb terminals. You know, so you had a keyboard, you right. know, that was attached to the big towery thing somewhere in another building or another room. Right. And, you know, and, and, and you really didn't do too much. And, and now we have evolved into 
AI and, you know, and, and things that were just, I'm, I'm sure if we took somebody from 30 years ago, transported them here, made a TV program about it, um, <laughs> they would just be dumbfounded with what we can do. And more importantly, what we can do with this or a watch, um, you know, and, and, and obviously even much, much, much smaller yeah. technology. Yeah, just the sheer amount of computing power we walk around with in our pockets right. today, you would have filled a football field mm-hmm. size data center mm-hmm. floor. 20 years ago, right. 30 years ago, mm-hmm. um, the things that we do without even thinking about it mm-hmm. would have been unimaginable back right. then. But I think you mentioned earlier, you know, security and, you know, data management mm-hmm. and, and all those things are all, you know, byproducts of that where now we have to be very focused mm-hmm. right. because of the portability, the accessibility mm-hmm. and the massive amounts of processing power and data that we mm-hmm. generate every waking second. Mm-hmm. Um, those are now dominant mm-hmm. themes of what we have to worry about and manage right. as we build these solutions and mm-hmm. move forward. And our vehicles, you know, everywhere we drive, mm-hmm. we're generating massive amounts of right. data, being, mm-hmm. you know, in some cases sent back to the manufacturer, mm-hmm. to other service providers, mm-hmm. um, which is a really cool thing, but it can be a really scary thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, talking to our kids, you know, and they're, um, they're millennial, just beyond the millennial age, mm-hmm. you know, and and, uh, you know, just the things that we tell them about, they're just mm-hmm. amazed that, oh, my gosh, you know, this is how fast this mm-hmm. evolved. Right. And there's really been no other, you know, call it an industrial level mm-hmm. revolution. It's the technical revolution. Mm-hmm. Um, never has there been a, that rapid of an evolution mm-hmm. that's changed society like this. Mm-hmm. So we're living in a very unique right. time that way over this past several mm-hmm. decades. Right. Um, you know, so. And one of the things that it has done is it has made it a much smaller world is maybe, right. you know, it, because, yeah, I mean, you know, you, you're in South Dakota, I'm in, or in Minneapolis, I'm in Atlanta. I mean, right. so that's a thousand-ish miles. Right. But, you know, we can easily be talking to somebody in the outback of Australia, you know, <laughs> and, and doing business with them, you know, or, right. you know, remote regions in Russia. I mean, all these various places just like we used to go around the block to, to talk to somebody just several years ago. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you think back, I remember how astounding it was to watch a high, you know, high quality color video on mm-hmm. a computer screen. Like you said, if, right. you know, back in the eighties, mm-hmm. they, they were dumb terminals. Mm-hmm. Um, they were just green screen. Like you said, mm-hmm. they were attached to a controller back in the data center room, wherever that was. Mm-hmm. And all you could do was type on it. Right. And then it would talk to the, mm-hmm. com- you know, the computer, which was a mainframe in those mm-hmm. days, wherever that was located. Mm-hmm. Um, to have all this processing power right at our fingertips, right on our desk or right, right. in our pocket mm-hmm. is what enables a lot of that to happen, of course, mm-hmm. plus the availability or ubiquity of high bandwidth mm-hmm. connections. Um, and so, and wireless as well, of course, right? That, right? That's the other piece of it that's, you know, now with, you know, 5G coming out, mm-hmm. you know, and, and evolving here, you know, over the next number of years, that'll mm-hmm. change things even more in terms of the, the speed and the quantity and quality of what we can deliver. Um, but again, it brings with it all these other concerns mm-hmm. about security right. and, you know, control and mm-hmm. uh, management of mm-hmm. those things. So, but yeah, it's, a, it's really an amazing thing that we're mm-hmm. seeing play out here. Um, you know, just you know, even you think about you talk about cloud, you know, what, you know, what does cloud mean? Mm-hmm. Well, that that was something that really in a concept we were doing for decades, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the concept of talking remotely to a data center somewhere else, you mm-hmm. know, companies like IBM and AT&T, right. 
Mm -hmm. You know, SunGuard were major corporations Mm -hmm. that had figured that out and were doing it back in the Mm -hmm. 80s and 90s. Um, The marketing term cloud Mm -hmm. didn't really come out until, you know, the last, you know, what, 10 years or so. Mm -hmm. Um, And but it it became uh, a common term because of how much we're subscribing Mm -hmm. now to these remote services. Mm -hmm. So accessing applications Mm -hmm. and services that somebody else is hosting us, mm-hmm. just like we did back in the day with mm-hmm. IBM and at and everybody else. Right. Um, but now it's the normal way of doing business, mm-hmm. and we have much more capacity to deliver those unique services and tools right. uh, because of the bandwidth, because mm-hmm. of the portability, because of the processing power that we carry around with us in our mm-hmm. tablets and cell phones. And right. um, So I think that's the unique mm-hmm. part is just those things enabled this amazing mm-hmm. delivery capacity of all these services and application mm-hmm. tools um, and uh, and that's what's been really amazing to see in this you know continuous constant evolution mm-hmm. you know that we see year over year that's really the exciting part about mm-hmm. this industry right so. well you know you mentioned the cloud and that that really is the basis for a lot of what's going to, to be happening going forward Explain it to us, yeah, because yeah, as you said, it's been around ten years. You know, if you've got an iPhone, we all know. Ooh, there's the iCloud. Um, you know, I have no data stored on my computer; just my programs. Um, mm-hmm. Everything else I have is on the cloud. Yeah. But you know, I think so many people really don't know what the cloud is. Yeah. Well, and, and it's kind of funny because it, it is a marketing term. It's not. Right. A t- term. Mm -hmm. Um, And back in the day when we put together presentations, um, when this wasn't so common, you'd have endpoints, right? You'd have Mm -hmm. that AT&T data center. Today, Mm -hmm. you'd have the AWS or, Mm -hmm. you know, a Microsoft data center. And that was in a remote location. Mm -hmm. So when you would draw it on a PowerPoint slide, Mm -hmm. you would have location A talking to location B. Right. Kind of like an org chart. Right, and all the confusing parts in the middle was impossible to to, to you know to draw or to communicate mm-hmm. because it had so many pieces and connections right. and everything. So we would just put a cloud in the middle, mm-hmm. even though you know because it was just kind of like it was a it was a it was a, yeah it went stuff. in there and fluffed around for a while right. and then <laughs> exactly and it would come out the other side and get to point B right mm-hmm. and. Somewhere, somewhere along the line, you know, in a marketing sense, somebody said, oh, we'll just call that the cloud. Right. You know? mm-hmm. Well, it's not really the cloud. It's direct connections mm-hmm. going from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. So that point A for me might be my cell phone or my laptop mm-hmm. talking to you now. Your point B, um, but that service is being delivered through the cloud, which right. is that amalgamation of all mm-hmm. these services and connectivity that is being hosted in this mm-hmm. case, we're using Zoom, right? right? It could be WebEx, it could be Microsoft, it could be any number of services. Um, and like you said, you store your data in the cloud. Mm-hmm. Well, that cloud is just another point B that right. you're talking to through mm-hmm. a network connection. It's just a big computer somewhere. Yeah. yeah, and in many cases, it's not going through a cloud, mm-hmm. it's going through a, you know, a fiber connection in right. the ground to mm-hmm. a data center locally in your city or, or a central office in your neighborhood that then is talking to all these other network mm-hmm. providers to get you to point B. Well, it's a lot harder to talk about it like that. So it's mm-hmm. way easier to just call it the cloud. And yeah, right. it's, it's going to get there and deliver the data that you stored there. <laughs> right. And um, so really what we're talking about is a service being delivered through a direct network connection, either wired or wirelessly mm-hmm. to your endpoint and your mm-hmm. endpoint being either your laptop or your mm-hmm. tablet or your cell phone mm-hmm 
um, whatever that device might be, your car, right? Mm -hmm. You could be doing it through your car and your mm -hmm. car has services now where I can talk to Alexa or mm -hmm. I can talk to the manufacturer and say, hey, I've, I have a service issue. I need help. Mm -hmm. um, you know, those are similar kinds mm -hmm. of connections. Some people would call it going through the cloud. Well, mm -hmm. in a sense, you know, everything's a direct connection, either mm -hmm. logical or physical, right. wireless or wired. Mm -hmm. And and that's where, you know, the cloud really becomes real. Mm -hmm. um, and like I said, so we've been doing this for decades. Right. Oh, it's yeah. Nobody called it the mm -hmm. cloud because, mm -hmm. of, you know, you need that marketing term, you know, that was mm -hmm. interesting for people to say. And and uh, it took the, you know, demystified it, right? It's mm -hmm. like, oh, that's the cloud. Okay, mm -hmm. great. I don't need to understand how it's mm -hmm. going through all these telco providers and wireless connections mm -hmm. and security devices, et cetera, et cetera. I just know it's going to get there. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah. yeah. You know, years ago, I worked for a company that shall remain nameless. <laughs> we built a satellite. Oh. Um, and, you know, and, and, and that, and that really was, oh my gosh, that would have been 35 years ago or so. Um, yeah. you know, and, and, and it was very, I mean, clearly we were doing it for the government. Um, and, you know, and, and, and that was, as we were saying, the start of this, where, yeah. you know, data went up, it bounced around up there for a while, and then it came back down. And of course, I was just always, and still am, totally amazed that it gets from A to B without problems. Mm -hmm. You know, even back then, it really was fairly, fairly fast. Right. Um, but, you know, and, and it, that just is one of the things that astounds me is that this works. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and that's part of it too. You know, the technology is, is so amazing in that mm -hmm. um, as the bandwidth speeds have evolved, uh, we figured out along the way, whether it's a fast connection or slow mm -hmm. connection to be able to deliver that in a mm -hmm. quality uh, fashion and, right. and uh, consistent fashion. Mm -hmm. So, you know, with um, bit correction errors, like you said, you know, it would get from point A to point B and be exactly accurate mm -hmm. while well, you right. had to build in capabilities to manage that quality and mm -hmm. accurate, secure delivery. Mm -hmm. um, just like now we're talking, you know, thousands of miles between mm -hmm. Minneapolis and Atlanta. Right. So we have code and decode mm -hmm. components that are taking that signal right. that's going to the cloud mm -hmm. and to mm -hmm. each other um, that ensures that you're seeing a quality mm -hmm. picture, you're hearing quality mm -hmm. voice, and then there's not too much delay. Right. And the packets are coming in order. Mm -hmm. There's no error. There's a low error rate. Mm -hmm. And if there is an error, it can retransmit fast mm -hmm. enough. All, all those things that are happening behind the scenes mm -hmm. that we don't even think about, right? right? We just get on Zoom or get on yeah. whatever. Sort and there of you are. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Yeah. So um, there's a lot behind it. But to your mm -hmm. point, you know, it's it's really interesting how it evolved and but mm -hmm. truly how much history is behind mm -hmm. it. Like we said, going back 20 years or more. Right. right. Um, well, we and you go way, way back. And I mean, we have telegraphs, right. you know, that was, that was probably, you know, we, granted we had, you know, it was smoke signals were probably the first true Wi-Fi, right? Yes. Um, and, but, but yeah, when they, when they developed telegraph, I think that probably really was what, what started all of this. And, and those were just, you know, two connections tied right. together, um, right. you know, and, and, you know, and, and then we obviously evolved from there, yeah. um, you know, and, and, but it, it really is, 
you know, as, as we've been saying, it is, it's just incredible that this happens. Um, you know, there's, there's, you know, some little glitches in the video, little glitches in the sound, but not a big deal. Um, you know, and, and, and the fact that everybody's using it, um, my mother is 88 years old. Um, she, she's on her computer, she has a smartphone, um, and she just switched. She, she cut the cord and she, and her, her smart TV is now YouTube. Nice. Um, and which, you know, that's and then she asked me questions about it and I'm like, I know that's beyond me, mom. Um, but I mean, just the fact that, that she could do that and the fact that she knows, I mean, she tells me now I have to, I have to click this icon and I'm like, Oh my God, my mom knows. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and, and so that really is incredible too, you know, all of these, these changes. So not only business, but personal, you know, that, that we've just rapidly moved right along. Yeah. And truly what really changed that is just the, you know, we talk about Moore's law. That's another mm-hmm. thing that um, was, de- it defines, um, you know, the, the, the rapidity or, you know, mm-hmm. how quickly mm-hmm. technology evolves specifically, you know, data, um, mm-hmm. data storage capacities and processing powers. And, and um, I think it's double, it used to be double every 18 months or something like mm-hmm. that, but I think it's evolved from that point. Yeah. I mean, you think about the sheer processing mm-hmm. power that we carry around in our pockets mm-hmm. now, like we said earlier, um, the, the power of our laptops and mm-hmm. things that, you know, we just didn't have access mm-hmm. to the barrier to entry to use those communication tools that were available mm-hmm. 20 and 30 years ago. Now everybody has access to. Right. And, and I think that's what in today's world in particular mm-hmm. was critical in being able to push everybody remote. Right. Everybody could just pick up their 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 work from their desk at, at an office and go home and quarantine. Yeah, and you think about that kind of a social transition mm-hmm. in that short amount of time. If it would have happened twenty years ago, it would have been next to impossible. Right. You know, to be as mm-hmm. productive as we were, I mean, we would have figured it out, right? Mm-hmm. People always will. Um, will you know, adapt and evolve, but to do it and to flip a switch the way. Oh we- yeah, it was. It was one day you were at work, one day you weren't. Right. <laughs> you, know, you exactly. were in school, you weren't. <laughs> yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. and and so you think about you know the benefit of having that power mm-hmm. and that the capacity to mm-hmm. to function and and work. Um, you know that that is tremendous, mm-hmm. and and with you know like we talked about the video connections mm-hmm. anywhere in the world, I can talk mm-hmm. to coworkers, I can talk to clients, I can talk to friends and relatives. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, um, you know, the extensive nature of the, you know, now we have fiber going in everywhere, you know, um, high, you know, high bandwidth internet access. Um, you know, we still have pockets where we have issues. And now this is really exposing why that's such an mm-hmm. issue socially, because right. there are areas, mm-hmm. even in our own country that don't have this mm-hmm. right. um, and need it to be able to go home and function mm-hmm. effectively and right. productively. Yeah. Um, and so those are going to be important things, you know, mm-hmm. uh, socially and, and then politically mm-hmm. going forward, right. uh, because who knows when the next one will happen, mm-hmm. where all of a sudden everybody say, oh, time to shut down for a month mm-hmm. or two. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking January-ish, um, yeah. but, you know, who knows? Um, but, yeah, yeah, I mean, you mentioned kind of the, the haves and the have-nots, right. um, you know, and, and there's a variety of reasons for that. Um, you know, I grew up in, in rural Colorado, mm-hmm. so, you know, we would have been technically have-nots simply because we were further away from everything. Um, you right. know, we didn't have cell phone towers and things like that, but, you know, the, the area where I live here in, in Atlanta is Cobb County. Mm-hmm. They discovered very early on that a lot of their kids 
uh, did not have internet access or good, reliable, high-speed internet right. access, right. or they had, you know, six people all of a sudden on one little thing, you know, all these various things. And so one of the, and I, I love this. I thought this was the coolest thing. So all of a sudden they've got all these school buses that aren't doing anything either. And yeah. so they equipped them as Wi-Fi routers oh, and, yeah. and they went and they parked them in, you know, in, in various places. Now, clearly, you know, it wasn't just the kids, I'm sure, who, who, who accessed this, yeah. um, but, you know, they, they turned them into ways that, that kids could still um, be able to, to do their schoolwork. And, and I just thought that was a, a great solution. Yeah. It, did, it, did it hit everybody? No, obviously not. I mean, there, there, was, there is a limit to the number of buses yeah. and things. But I just thought that was a fabulous, you know, and, and then the other cool thing that they did out of it was they distributed breakfasts and lunches. Um, oh. So, you know, so they, they really were able to, to solve yeah. several things by doing that. Yeah. And they did that within a couple of weeks. I mean, they, they pivoted yeah, what, on that really fast. What a creative and efficient mm -hmm. use of resources, right? right? That's, a, yeah. that's a great story. Yeah. So the school bus drivers still kept employed, yeah. um, you know, and, and all and, sorts and, of things. And food but, service people and, mm -hmm, and kids mm -hmm. that probably were depending on that yeah. first meal coming from mm -hmm. school and now getting right. their meal and they could mm -hmm. connect and do homework and mm -hmm. Right. That's amazing. That's a great story. And, you know, we, we hear stories even in Minnesota. We think mm -hmm. of ourselves pretty pro as pretty progressive mm -hmm. uh, as a state. Um, but there are remote areas in Minnesota mm -hmm. as right. well where they don't have mm -hmm. access or they can't afford the high, mm -hmm. high speed bandwidth. And so we hear stories a lot where moms and dads are driving their kids to a mm -hmm. coffee shop or sitting in right. a McDonald's parking sitting lot. In a, sitting in the parking lots. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's really exposed that. Um, you know, and that's where, you know, like, you know, our business, the company EarthBend that, mm -hmm. you know, that I work for, mm -hmm. you know, our, our um, whole business is around providing cloud services. Right. But you think about that where it's like, okay, your barrier to, del barrier to delivering that mm -hmm. is dependent on something as much as we think is ubiquitous and common as access to, you know, Wi-Fi, mm -hmm. you know, high-speed bandwidth, excuse right. me. Um Wow. Okay. There's a barrier. So it's mm -hmm. it's beneficial not only to businesses mm -hmm. like us, but it's beneficial to just individual families to be mm -hmm. able to function and to be able to function in society. Right. And think about how many state and government services now are only available online, or banking services, right. or you know, other things like mm -hmm. that. That just socially to be able to function, mm -hmm. you have to have access to bandwidth. Right. Um, you know, so it's it's becoming like electricity now, and I think that's the dialogue we're hearing mm -hmm. now politically is. Mm -hmm. Um, people are looking at it more and more like that. It's not just a, it's yeah, not it's, a, it's not something a fun to have. Right. It is a necessity. Right. And, and the way we're driving how society works mm -hmm. almost mandates that we ensure mm -hmm. everybody has access to it. So it's become an interesting mm -hmm. point of conversation mm -hmm. in that sense. And, you know, certainly we have lots of government programs through the FCC to fund the build out mm -hmm. of that, you know, in all the different areas. Mm -hmm. I, I grew up in South Dakota, which is mm -hmm. fairly rural as everyone knows. And, um, there's some pockets though that were well developed and um, in terms of you know bandwidth mm -hmm. you know put you know fiber in the ground or you know high speed bandwidth access uh, various means um, but you know again you know those people you know are dependent as much as people in you know Atlanta or New York or it doesn't right. matter where you live mm -hmm. um, it's just our society today so right. and then that introduces all the components around security and mm -hmm. you know, oh yeah and, yeah things like that you know, too. So. And and it's interesting because, of course, the pandemic completely changed things. And and I don't think that it, it I think what it did was it sped things up more, yeah. you know, is, is more the, the way that, that I think of it. And, you know, and I've talked with guests in the, you know, in the, in these past six months about, you know, 
office space, I would not want to be a commercial realtor. Um, you know, because I think a lot of businesses are going to, to, to say, you know, hey, we don't need our employees to come in. Um, right. It's a heck of a lot cheaper for us to, to buy them a desktop and, and maybe a router, you know, and, and right. all of those various things to equip them to work at home than to have an office space. Right. Um, you know, and, and for a variety, you know, it, it really is, I think it's going to be a cost thing that they're, they're really going to look at. Not just, okay, is it safer, um, you know, is, uh, um, you know, because something's going to happen with, you know, uh, with either, uh, you know, herd immunity or, you know, all those various things. I mean, eventually that will, you know, and, and um, but yeah, I think, I think businesses are going to say, hey, you know, this works. This works to have people at home. And, you know, but what, what I haven't talked with my guests about is exactly what you guys do. It's that technology that right. allows people to be able to do this, um, you know, and, and so that's the fascinating part because, yeah, I mean, you can, you can, you know, put them up on their kitchen table, you can do all those various things, but if they can't communicate with either their coworkers and or their customers or vendors or things like that, doesn't mean anything. And right. then, of course, they have to be able to communicate securely. Um, right. Especially if you're, you know, maybe you're sharing proprietary data, maybe it's, you know, financial data, all these various things. It has got to be secure. And we all know that, you know, the second we do all of this, these little hackers in the world are going, ooh, new challenge. <laughs> right, right. Well, and it, and it used to just be, you know, to your point, so we, we provide a variety of business communication services. Mm-hmm. Um, and through you know a variety of, of, of different solution components, mm-hmm. um, as we talked before in the good old days, right? You think back, you know, 20, 30 years ago, it was a physical wire that you talked through, mm-hmm. and you had to get a series of phone numbers from your phone mm-hmm. company, and they had the phone switch, mm-hmm. and you paid a monthly fee, and um, you might have had your own phone switch if you're fortunate enough mm-hmm. and big enough, and you're in your own data center. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't portable, right? You had to go to that desk. That desk right. had that number and that mm-hmm. phone had that number that mm-hmm. you have to pick up an answer. If you went home, you weren't reachable by right. that phone, mm-hmm. right? Um, so what evolved over time was it switched from those digital, well, first it was analog and then it became digital. Mm-hmm. Um, but then from there, it went to what was called voice over IP or mm-hmm. VoIP. Mm-hmm. That really was what opened the door to allow this kind of uh, capacity to deliver mm-hmm. it over a network connection, wherever that network connection was. Um, and so, but it was still just voice at that point. Um, what happened then from there, let's call that sometime in the mid to late 90s when you know, VoIP um, kind of became a mm-hmm. concept and was developed and released as a standard. Um, then you go into the early 2000s. Um, in mid 2000s, mm-hmm. and people started saying, "Well, what if I want to chat? Right? right. Um, I want to chat along." Yeah, I just don't want to send that word document. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Or what if I want to talk via video? Or what if I want to have other mediums to communicate through? Well, that you know, evolved into what's called unified communications. Mm-hmm. Um, so the phone solutions then had to expand and the providers, right. the vendors that provided that technology expanded that view of it's not just a phone service mm-hmm. anymore. It's not a phone application called VoIP. Mm-hmm. It's now um, something that provides all different mediums and mm-hmm. access points to communicate with, you know, whoever I'm communicating with. And, and so what enabled that was something called SIP. 
session initiation protocol. Okay. So what that was is basically think of it like like HTTP or HTML, excuse me, for websites. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the coding language that right. presents mm-hmm. makes it bold, at. makes it, yeah, all right. those various things. Yeah, mm-hmm. it basically gives you what you're looking at in any browser screen that you go to, mm-hmm. any, any website. Well, SIP does the same thing in managing those sessions mm-hmm. for whatever vehicle mm-hmm. uh, um, you're, you're talking to, you know, over. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so that allowed, uh, you know, these solutions to blend mm-hmm. all those different channels of mm-hmm. communication together. Well, the next thing people figured out pretty quickly, though, is, well, kind of like email. Do I really want to manage an email server? Mm-hmm. That's not my business. Right. right. My business is an accounting firm mm-hmm. or my business is a production or, you know, manufacturing facility. Um, so I'm, someone else can do that way better mm-hmm. than I can, either my IT provider mm-hmm. or even a big cloud provider like mm-hmm. Microsoft or Amazon or Google or something like that. Well, very quickly, the same thing happened with UCAS, Unified Communication as a service. So mm-hmm. in the cloud, right? Mm-hmm. You hear that as a service term applied a lot of cases to different, you know, application delivery models in the technology world. And so UCAS became the term where we pushed our phone, video, chat, mm-hmm. SMS communication requirements into a cloud or hosted provider. And that is creating what's known is this massive digital transformation that's mm-hmm. in the you know many tens of billions of dollars a year and you know in, in you know revenue mm-hmm. by next year I think just the you know voice and you know business communication transition is in the forty to fifty billion dollar mm-hmm. range it's a massive market and it's people that are you know are owning a small business or even a Fortune five hundred company looking at it, like you said okay I'm reevaluating what I'm doing from an office mm-hmm. space standpoint. I know I need to be highly portable. I probably won't go one end of the spectrum or the other, but a hybrid. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I maybe have virtual days for my staff mm-hmm. and in, in office days to mm-hmm. facilitate teaming and communication or deliverables, whatever. But I know that I need to have them portable in a way that you mentioned earlier, when they go home, they're communicating efficiently, mm-hmm. um, effectively, cost-effectively, mm-hmm. um, securely. Right. And to a point where it doesn't matter where they're communicating, either with mm-hmm. our clients, our partners, internal uh, staff or peers, mm-hmm. um, it's the same experience, the mm-hmm. same high quality experience. And that, that would be the case whether I'm just talking over video or over the phone in a mm-hmm. casual conversation, or if I'm, say, operating a contact center, like mm-hmm. a support call center or an mm-hmm. outbound sales organization mm-hmm. or whatever it might be. Um, those different applications of, you know, using those services have to be done in a high quality and consistent mm-hmm. manner and securely, right? Right. Um, the last thing I would want is somebody going home and taking their personal cell phone and conducting business with my clients. You know, mm-hmm. I want to own those relationships. Right. Yeah. Because you can, it is a control thing, but it's, it's a good control thing. Right, exactly. And what that does for the staff and the, the employees, um, it gives total flexibility mm-hmm. where I can do my job at home. I can mm-hmm. do it on vacation if mm-hmm. I need to. Um, I'm, I'm available and, and you know, accessible wherever I am mm-hmm. you know, in, in all these different mediums, mm-hmm. voice, video, chat, mm-hmm. even text. Those are all now blended into the UCAS mm-hmm. and you know CCAS would be the alternative would be mm-hmm. the contact center as a service, mm-hmm. uh, but basically layered on top of the voice right. that provides all that great presentation mm-hmm. and interaction that you would see like on a website mm-hmm. when the chat button pops up mm-hmm. 
or when you call into a one eight hundred number and somebody answers the phone, mm-hmm. it could be anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're still going to provide you that same high quality service because they're going to have the ability to tap into the appropriate information mm-hmm. to help you quickly, completely, and to your satisfaction. Right. And so those are the important th- things around these evolving cloud-based mm-hmm. communication services that our company, Earthbend, mm-hmm. is working with our clients mm-hmm. and prospects on. But this whole market is evolving mm-hmm. in that sense. Um, you know, and that's why that's that massive mm-hmm. digital transformation right. going on right now. Um, you know, and and it is happening to every business. Um, you know, and and I mean, I was I was thinking about brick and mortar places as as you were talking about that. You know, where where people came into a restaurant, um, a clothing store, you know, a bookstore, things like that. And you know, seven months ago we went in. Now right. we don't. Um, <clears throat> and those that have been successful in this transition, or at least <laughs> are surviving, have been able to switch to doing digital, to doing takeout, to be, to doing shipping. Um, right. I was talking with a friend of ours who is, he, he owns a bookstore in uh, Birmingham, Alabama, okay. and it's a very unique bookstore. They sell signed first editions. That's the wow. only thing they sell, wow. but they're modern. So, you know, it's whatever you'd go to a regular bookstore, um, right. but it's, it's been signed by the author and, right. and they sell them at the regular price. It's not, hey, you're going to get this book right. and it's fifty dollars more. No, it's regular right. price. And you know, and 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 he said, you know, they they have discovered that for the most part, he said it's it's still the same. You know, there mm-hmm. people go to the website, they have a very good inventory system. You know, of course, that's the other key to this. Um, so you can order online. He said they're shipping out a lot. Uh, one of the things though that that they're missing is they used to do a lot of in store signings. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I got to, I got to meet a Tuskegee airman. I mean, that was the coolest wow. thing in the world. Oh um, you know, and, and so go in and, and, and of course, obviously they can't do that. So now what they're doing is, uh, so I asked him, I said, you know, are you doing zoom type of, of things? And he said, ah, they took it a different way. They're doing video interviews with, you know, whoever the author is. And then when the book is released, they release that video. And so it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, a it's, you know, it's, it's not, it's, it is. And he said, people seem to love it, um, you know, because they're getting the the stories, but they're not, you know, they're not interacting with the author. um, And so, you know, people would, you know, some people would like that, but he said, you know, they can do these a month in advance and get them done and, and they can do a whole bunch of them. And he, and he said, you know, that's what they're really trying to to pivot to do. And I thought, you know, that was great. Um, And And, and when you mentioned, you know, that's a small business, right? mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, you know, we all know that small, medium business Mm -hmm. makes up what in the the 90% Mm -hmm. range of our Mm -hmm. GDP. It's a massive amount. I'm not sure if it's quite that high, but it's a massive amount of the right. percentage of our GDP. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you think about how many of those are out mm-hmm. there that could take advantage of mm-hmm. those kinds of communication right. capabilities. And then not only that, but be prepared to respond to incoming mm-hmm. requests, whether it's somebody wanting to order via the website, via phone, via chat, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, or SMS, you know, if they want to send an SMS, say, hey, right. I like that video, order me the book. Um but that's the interesting thing about how this technology mm-hmm. is so pervasive in terms of how it can support and help any business of any size. You know, so like our business, we have customers that are very small, you know, uh, professional service firms like mm-hmm. a, a CPA firm might have, mm-hmm. you know, a dozen employees or less. Right. All the way up to hundreds and thousands mm-hmm. of, of seats for, you mm-hmm. know, Fortune 500 companies. Um, and, and so 
the, the interesting thing about these capabilities that we're talking about that are available to us now um, really work the same and apply all the same benefits mm -hmm. in terms mm -hmm. of efficiency, cost right. effectiveness, um, you know, uh, security, mm -hmm. um, you know, customer service, you know, all those things apply in the same way, mm -hmm. no matter how big or small you are. So right. some people might say, oh, well, I, you know, I don't need that. I just, mm -hmm. uh, just use my cell phones for my mm -hmm. staff because we're too small. It's like, oh, wait a minute. Maybe take a better look at that mm -hmm. because to your point, your friend with the bookstore mm -hmm. could have been out of business right. if, if they didn't apply those, mm -hmm. those technological mm -hmm. advantages. Um, and that's where we, we talk to our you know, clients and prospects a lot about mm -hmm. it. They, there are so many ways you can use this as a differentiator mm -hmm. and, and not only differentiate, but also drive all those backend savings and, and uh, data security protections mm -hmm. and things like that along the way mm -hmm. um, you know, that are so important today as well. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and it does, you know, the, the, the key again is security and, and yeah. safety. Um, yeah. You know, <clears throat> I remember, oh, it's been a couple of years ago now, I interviewed a gentleman on internet security. And, you know, and, and it was, it was interesting because, you know, one of the things that he was talking about was, you know, how easy it would be to get my home address. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and he's right. I mean, it takes 30 right. seconds probably um, yeah. because, you know, because of how you might register a, a website or, you know, and right. then there are people who just put their stuff out there. I mean, you know, all these various things, yeah. but I had to laugh because this is when we were still doing it on Skype as opposed to, to Zoom, but, you know, same principle applies. And, and I told him, I said, you know, we'll be doing the interview on Skype. And I got silence. And then, you know, I was talking to the phone and I said, is there a problem? He said, I, I'm, I don't like to do that. And I said, oh, he said, the government might listen in. <laughs> and I kind of paused because I thought, oh, dear, he's serious. And, and I said, you do understand this is a podcast and we hope thousands of people <laughs> listen in. Yeah. I said, you can always uninstall it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, but, you know, that, that brings back something that I think people are concerned about. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. Zoom has now changed where you either have to put people um, in the waiting room or they right. have to have a password. It annoys me to no end exactly. that, that I have to do that with, you know, with people that I trust. Yeah. Um, but I understand why. I mean, it's yeah. because, you know, people, people hack into things and, and they think right. that's great fun. And, and, you know, and, and of course, what do I do? You know, I post the zoom link on Facebook and, you know, right. but, um, but, you know, it's, it is something where, you know, it, security had to catch up maybe even a lot faster than some of the other technologies. Yes, absolutely. And I think that's where um, the technology is moving so fast. Mm -hmm. I think just the awareness level and the understanding of where those gaps mm -hmm. in security mm -hmm. were, um, were less known. Right. Um, yeah. Who would have thought but, that somebody to hack into your business Zoom conversation? Why would they? <laughs> and, and the other part, too, I think that was maybe this problematic is in that evolution, that rapid evolution of technology and capabilities and application availability and all these services that were available, um, the, the thought of security, specifically information security, was still viewed very much as an IT function. Mm -hmm. Right. And that was, that was a misnomer. That was incorrect. Mm -hmm. And it was always incorrect. Mm -hmm. You know, information security and security overall is a business function. Mm -hmm. And it's the business owners that should be concerned and be promoting and, and mm -hmm. actively involved in moving, you know, the security program mm -hmm. forward as things continue to evolve, right. right? So information security and security overall mm -hmm. is an ongoing effort. Mm -hmm. It's not a, okay, we put a firewall in place. We've mm -hmm. got antivirus on the laptops, check, we're done, move mm -hmm. on. Right. Yeah. You know, that's a dangerous mm -hmm. mindset because mm -hmm. 
the bad guys are always evolving. Mm -hmm. The technology is always evolving and that's creating gaps mm -hmm. in your security posture. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, the onion approach, right? You've got mm -hmm. layers of the onion and that's the best way to secure your organization. Mm -hmm. And whether it's administrative, physical or technical mm -hmm. security controls, you have to have those in place, but those are business discussions mm -hmm. and definitions that have to be, you know, continually had um, and, and that's where I think people fall down. They forget about that fact. They, oh, no, we've got this stuff in place. We're right. good. I've got Norton. Yeah, whatever, <laughs> and, yeah, whatever. and that's not to, you know, yeah, Norton's yeah, good. You know, that's not to say. Like, yeah, right, whichever one you like. <laughs> but, um, yeah, to your point, you know, it's, um, that's something that's become pervasive here. And as we pushed everybody remote, mm -hmm. um, that also adds a whole different mm -hmm. level of security concerns to that mix as well. And, um, are you forcing your staff through a virtual private network mm -hmm. connection to connect to your services mm -hmm. or your internal systems? Right. Um, do, you, do you have dual factor authentication mm -hmm. um, in place so that, you know, if somebody does somehow get credentials, they still can't get in mm -hmm. because they don't have the, the additional um, right. authentication. Um, are you encrypting everything, mm -hmm. you know, in flight and at rest? Um, so if somebody does steal your data or get access to it, it's worthless anyway, mm -hmm. at least unless they're the NSA, you know, the government. Right. Listening. Yeah. I mean, there's, there are then, some levels that are probably going to figure it out, but yeah, more than likely then, they're not after, you know, the small right. business owner's credit right. card database. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And even then it would take them an enormous amount of time and resources. Right. Um, you know, so just and backup, backing mm -hmm. up your data. Right. Most people mm -hmm. don't back up their data effectively. Mm -hmm. And so when something does happen, they get hit with mm -hmm. ransomware, for example, um, you know, they, they don't have a, mm -hmm. a logical, accurate, mm -hmm. uh, good next, you know, backup right. or point in time to go get mm -hmm. the data and, and build it back up. Mm -hmm. um, so backup is well, critical. And it just occurred to me, you know, I, I mentioned to you that I put all my data on the cloud. Right. All my data is on the cloud. Right. What if somebody unplugs <laughs> the server that they're on, you know, I mean, clearly there'd be yeah. a, but, and, and I know that they have replicating and, and things like that, but at the same right. point, I need to have, you know, you know, maybe, maybe yeah. every month, maybe every whatever, I need to have copied all my data myself and have right. it on an external hard driver or something exactly. like that. Yeah. And they call that air gapping, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can have everything online and available and have a backup mm -hmm. through different online connected mm -hmm. devices like your, your cloud data storage mm -hmm. service is probably syncing all your devices, right? right. Mm -hmm. And so if something does get into one of those mm -hmm. devices and starts propagating, you know, erasing the data right. or something it's going to go from here to here to here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All of a sudden, you know what? Hey, guess mm -hmm. what? I don't have any quality data source now, but if you've air gapped a backup mm -hmm. source of, you know, in increments, mm -hmm. you know, now I can go back to a point where I know mm -hmm. the data was quality and accurate mm -hmm. and then restore from there. Right. And that's something else that a lot of people don't do. And, you know, and I'm, I'm guilty of it sometimes too. It's like, Oh yeah, I've got to plug in my backup drive for mm -hmm. my personal data, you know? And, oh yeah. Um, well, and I used to do that because I always would think that my computer might die. And so, and, and, you know, but yeah. so now all of a sudden I have ultimate faith in the cloud and that's really not wise. <laughs> exactly. But there's all those things to your point that, you know, as the technology evolved, access mm -hmm. to these great cloud services mm -hmm. have evolved and they're so ubiquitous now and they're cheap. Right. Um, in some cases free. Oh yeah. Um, but guess what? Mm -hmm. There's a cost to that, mm -hmm. right? So you have to be aware of, okay, what am I giving mm -hmm. away in mm -hmm. terms of control, mm -hmm. in terms of my own personal data, mm -hmm. um, in terms of, you know, security and, you know, how, how right. well it's being secured. 
Um, are they marketing and selling that data information about me? All those things, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, it puts a lot more burden on us if we're doing it right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, you know, it, it, that's the part that I think people, you know, in society in general need to just be more aware of. Mm-hmm. Now, certainly businesses are becoming very aware of it mm-hmm. because of the the visibility, the the press, the mm-hmm. legality of it now, mm-hmm. the cost that's associated if right. they do get breached. Mm-hmm. Um, those are tremendous things that mm-hmm. are very much becoming more front and center um, with business owners, business management teams, things like that, where even say five, 10 years mm-hmm. ago, it was kind of like, ah, you know, we're in a, we're a small mm-hmm. business in, in, you know, South Dakota. Right. They won't, they don't even know we're here. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? As soon as you have a website or you log in uh, on the internet, you're a beacon, mm-hmm. you're a little flashing light mm-hmm. that says I'm a target mm-hmm. to the bad guys. Right. And the easiest well, ones for them to go after are the small, right. medium business. Yeah. Oh, yeah, people. that don't have nearly that the level of security. Right. Um, right. You know, and then if we're backing our stuff up or storing it on, you know, one of the, the big platforms that everybody uses, right. I mean, it's it's easy to hack into the ones that everybody uses and just, right. you know, get gobs and gabs from from here and there. Um, right. You know, and, and um, I talked to somebody the other day that said, you know, they still internally host everything, um, yeah. you know, and, and because of that, they they didn't want to be, you know, a target of, you know, one of one of the AHS or which is Amazon, um, right. you know, or Microsoft or one of the big servers that, you know, people, I mean, it, it, you got to hand it to hackers. I mean, you know, yeah. the, which, you know, we always laugh that, you know, it's the 13 year old kid or the, you know, the 19 year old kid in his mom's basement. Yeah. These are incredibly smart people and they right. take these as challenges. Right. Um, you know, you wish they'd, you know, use their challenge for good, but right. you know, they don't. Um, yeah. And, and so if it's somewhere that's the easier it is right. for them to get it. So if it's on one of the big, huge servers, that is easier than trying to go into, you know, the, the, the little warehouse down the street to, to get their data. Yeah, well, and, and and in some ways, though, there, there's some truth to that, and there's some misnomer to that because if you think about, it, like you said, the the server down the street in the warehouse, mm-hmm. there's bound to be way less resources applied right. from a security standpoint. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely around that, right? Mm-hmm. And so those are easy targets, right? You know, if they mm-hmm. if they can find them and you know mm-hmm. identify those. Um, you know, Amazon, IBM. Oh, yeah. You know, they're they're going to have every latest and greatest Amazon, bell and yeah. whistle that they can. Right. And so what you're seeing, though, which is really interesting is, so you think about the resources and, you know, and how complex the firewalls are mm-hmm. and the network switches and, and routers and, you know, the just uh, we've got things like um, intrusion detection and, you know, um, all kinds of other things, you know, data loss prevention systems. Mm-hmm. You don't hear about those getting hacked mm-hmm. very often, right? right? It would take some pretty good mm-hmm. insight, knowledge, understanding, and it would take a lot of time and money and resources to, mm-hmm. to be able to hack through that. Um, there's still nation states and other people that are doing it right. and trying and, and sometimes mm-hmm. successfully, but the, you know, the vast majority now are depending on human error. Through mm-hmm. phishing attempts, right? Right. right. Email, mm-hmm. uh, getting me to click on something because I think mm-hmm. it's you sending me an mm-hmm. invite to our podcast right. here. I got two invoices yesterday from companies that, uh, you know, they're they're well known companies, and of course, right. I was smart enough to hover over the link and see right. that no, um, yeah. you know, and and mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, it could have been just as easy for me to click on that link and be yeah. in serious trouble. 
Yeah. And so you think about that and that's really how most of the people are getting in now. It just takes one little click and you might even know it. You might not even know that some sort of a, you know, a malicious code package delivered into the network environment. And now you're infected. You don't even know it. And they're using you as just a, you know, a drone the gateway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're basically a bridge to get to other mm-hmm. stuff anonymously now. Um, so, I mean, those are the things that, you know, I think people worry about most now because, we all work very hard. We're working remotely. We don't have that direct oversight necessarily. Um, we're, we've got a lot of work to do. Email is pervasive. Mm-hmm. It'd be really easy to get in a, just a routine where I'm working fast and trying to get my work done and click on the wrong thing mm-hmm. and, you know, oops, it's too right. late. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have things encrypted, you don't have things backed up, you know, you, you don't have multi-factor authentication mm-hmm. in place. And, you know, all those things we talked mm-hmm. about, you're in trouble, right? right. But if you do guess what? You're in a really good position mm-hmm. to recover, mm-hmm. to defend against it in the first place, but to recover if it does mm-hmm. happen and to defend yourself mm-hmm. in terms of I'm, I'm doing what a prudent right. man would do, mm-hmm. prudent man or woman in terms of a court of law. Somebody said, I'm going to mm-hmm. sue you because you lost my data. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, hey, I'm, I'm doing as much as mm-hmm. I can or as right. you know, all the pertinent mm-hmm. things. You know, of course, that also depends on do you have effective policies in mm-hmm. place around your know, administrative and physical controls, your technical controls, things like that as a, mm-hmm. a business. But in most cases, if you're a small, medium business or a sole proprietor, doing those things that we talked about mm-hmm. would be very effective. Right. Um, but, but, you know, you think, yeah, I was just going to say, you know, one of the things is, you know, but, but all the little small business owners, especially if it's a one person shop or a various, they just went, oh my God, that sounds really expensive. Um, you know, and, and so they risk it. Right? right. So, you know, how does a small business owner, um, you know, how do they implement at least some of these to, to make an effort to try to protect things? Well, in, in reality, and I think that's kind of a misunderstanding. They think that, oh my gosh, I can't. It seems it like it'd be expensive. Right. But mm-hmm. in reality, the things that we're talking about are either free or very inexpensive, oh. right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I can, you know, I don't need to go and invest in an enormously expensive backup solution. Mm-hmm. As long as I have a backup and do it and manage it even manually mm-hmm. on an incremental basis and right. stick to that plan, mm-hmm. as long as I put in place <clears throat> at some basic um, dual factor solution, in most mm-hmm. cases, it comes with all the services I'm subscribing mm-hmm. to anyway. Um, if I go into QuickBooks, you know, online, mm-hmm. I can set up two-factor authentication. Mm-hmm. If I use Google Mail or Gmail, mm-hmm. I can set up two-factor authentication. Facebook, <laughs> all of those. And it doesn't cost me anything, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, and, you know, every laptop now, whether it's Microsoft mm-hmm. or, you know, a, a Mac, I can encrypt my data. Right. Um, servers, same thing. Mm-hmm. Those are basic things that are mm-hmm. very low cost or free in most mm-hmm. cases. The other thing that's free, it just takes cost and effort, is defining your overall security mm-hmm. uh, policy and mm-hmm. approach and developing right. some basic procedures mm-hmm. around, okay, how, okay, now who's going to manage the backup mm-hmm. or who's going to control mm-hmm. those different aspects mm-hmm. of my administrative controls? If right. somebody gets fired or hired, how do I manage mm-hmm. that? Those kinds of things, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, who's, who's controlling my physical security mm-hmm. of my premise, my office building, mm-hmm. um, my property, my mm-hmm. assets, et cetera. Um, Who's going to manage my technical assets? Um, and, and so once you build an asset inventory and then create a plan around what, what controls I'm putting mm-hmm. in place around those, that stuff is just effort right. in most cases. Mm-hmm. Um, I can build a plan that's defendable, um, you know, or defensible, excuse mm-hmm. me, 
if somebody challenged me and what I'm doing, if I'm doing enough, right. very low cost. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's where, you know, people are led to believe, oh, I've got to spend money, you know, mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of dollars just to secure my business. And that's not the case at all. Right. You can do very basic mm-hmm. things like that and get a long way mm-hmm. to protecting your business right. and your, and your customers yeah. and employees. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, I mentioned the fact that all my data is on the cloud and if right. that were to go away, my business would go away. Yeah. Fine. I go spend 50 bucks, 100 bucks, whatever to buy an external hard drive. Right. Exactly. And I've solved the problem or I have a redundant iCloud or, a, 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 you know, so maybe I do an, an AHS and a Microsoft. I mean, something right. like that just to have that replication. Right. And, and it really probably is 100 bucks or less. Right. And then you get into some of the things that we were talking about earlier in terms of business communications. Mm-hmm. Um, in most cases, doing a cloud or a UCAS mm-hmm. communication mm-hmm. solution like what we offer, mm-hmm. and you know, there's lots of you know, lots of options out there in the market for that type of a solution. Mm-hmm. But the other aspect of that is now I know my communications are secure, right? Um, and it's controlled. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have somebody working off of their cell phone with mm-hmm. all of my business contacts mm-hmm. so and saying to their their big customer give me your credit card number and your social security number. Right, exactly. They now, might I, need that for business, but so does somebody else. Yeah, exactly. So what happens now if that cell phone gets left in a taxi cab or at, at the restaurant or right. whatever, you know, um, it's an exposure then, right? Mm-hmm. And and so that's where the, the communication piece mm-hmm. comes in as a big part of that secure, um, you know, operational model. And, and so, I mean, that's where, you know, I can pull all those communication uh, mediums together mm-hmm. as well and control them and manage them. So if if uh, someone says, hey, I'm, I'm quitting, I'm going to a competitor, mm-hmm. I can turn that communication. Right. Their passwords, everything are done, well done. poof. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. In, in, in a simple, manageable dashboard that can be done from anywhere in the world by the administration mm-hmm. team that, you know, either is our team or maybe we, hire, we outsource that. Right. Um, so there's all kinds of great um, you know, uh, applications of mm-hmm. the, the of UCAS and CCAS in that respect, you know, and, and again, you never know, okay, what if uh, we're talking about the pandemic? What about the forest fires? What about mm-hmm. the hurricanes, right? right? There's a lot of reasons Things happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where you need to be able to make mm-hmm. either the business operations portable mm-hmm. or the people portable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those kinds of communication mm-hmm. solutions are absolutely critical mm-hmm. to be able to deliver on that because you couldn't do it if you said, okay, everybody go home and jump on your cell phone. Right. If, you know, okay, well, now how do all my clients calling into the 1-800 mm-hmm. number, I'm going to figure out how to forward them to individual yeah. cell phones. And, yeah, and, and, you know, how do we how do we forward, you know, potentially 50 people calling into, right. you know, yeah. Right. But with these, it has a mobile app that looks just like my desk phone screen mm. on my cell phone. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Same thing on my computer mm-hmm. screen. If I just want to talk like we're talking mm-hmm. on my computer screen, I can do that and sit mm-hmm. in my laptop and my couch and that. Uh, that's my new office. Yep. But now me as a business knows that all mm-hmm. the communication is being directed mm-hmm. in a common, consistent, mm-hmm. high quality fashion and securely. Right. Um, and that's, that's critical as mm-hmm. part of that security posture mm-hmm. as well. And again, whether you're a small, medium business or you're a large mm-hmm. fortune 500 company, the same, you know, requirements mm-hmm. are there and the same, you know, uh, application approaches mm-hmm. are there. So right. yeah, um, it's, uh, it's like you said early on, this has evolved in, in ways we never would have imagined, yeah. but you know, the good news, we mm-hmm. had all these tools. We just never bothered to prove that. Right. Yeah. It was like, worked. Oh yeah, we can do that. Oh, now we have to do that now. <laughs> Unfortunately it, it went off very smoothly. You know, right. So mm-hmm. yeah. I'm, I'm, 
it's been great, uh, great discussion though. It's, uh, it, it has been, you know, and, and uh, you know, I think, I think we should do it again in maybe six months to see, you know, what, absolutely. what has changed um, because I think we will evolve more into, yeah. you know, many more people working from home, hybrid models, you know, all of these various yeah. things. And, and just to see, you know, how things are going. It's funny. I, a friend of mine posted on Facebook yesterday that her brand new latest and greatest state of the art VPN wouldn't talk to Amazon. Uh-huh. And she was like, I can't place my Amazon order. And that's where I got this from. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I'm pretty sure that, you know, within a day or two, Amazon will have that fixed. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I was like, whoops, that, that didn't quite work right. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it is fascinating just to see yeah. how everything is evolving. Yeah. And you think about, you know, not only are we doing it, schools are doing it. Right. You know, all the kids are at mm-hmm. home now and should be fighting for bandwidth yeah. with their parents. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I have a friend that has four kids uh, and a husband on, you know, on and, and her on a router that was built for baby, you know, one person to be watching right. a movie on. Um, and she said, nah, this isn't going to work. Yeah. <laughs> um, time to upgrade, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, time to upgrade. And, and um, yeah, yeah, I mean, some companies are obviously booming because of this. And, you know, that's that's just the way things happen. Yeah. Um, and, and we feel that way. We feel very fortunate we're in the mm-hmm. space we're in because this right. will be a, a predominant mm-hmm. piece of how businesses operate going right. forward. But um, the other part that's going to grow and continue to mm-hmm. evolve is security that we talked mm-hmm. about. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, um, I think you're right. It'll be interesting to see how it evolves mm-hmm. um, over the next six to eight mm-hmm. months as we move into the mm-hmm. next phase of right. this pandemic yeah. and what's happening now. Especially and, if we have another major shutdown. I think that's yes. probably going to really drive what happens. Right. And as we go into the winter months for many of the states in the country, you know, mm-hmm. that um, now you can't be outside and can't yeah, social. Cooties are now inside. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where working from home, you know, quietly mm-hmm. will be kind of nice, right? I don't have right. to you know, be around a lot of people. and But I do miss, uh, and I think everybody does. I talked mm-hmm. to a lot of people, you know, oh, like. Yeah, the, the, the socialization part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's important, right? And mm-hmm. it, it's a big part of, you um, our social environment, mm-hmm. but also our work environment, mm-hmm. and, you know, collaboration and everything right. really puts on a different tone. And just, right you know, there. talking about the football game last night while you're getting a cup of coffee. Wow. Right, right. Yeah, so, yeah, building cool. those relationships. Mm-hmm. So. Well, oh my gosh, Wade, we are at the top of the hour. Tell Earth us briefly hour. what EarthBend does and, and how you can work with people. Okay, well, yeah, we, we provide a variety of cloud Application services, as we talked about, um, primarily uh, voice. So UCAS, Unified mm-hmm. Communications as a Service, which mm-hmm. is voice, video, chat, SMS. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then we can also integrate that into any of like your Salesforce or any of your other CRM, mm-hmm. you know, customer relationship management mm-hmm. systems or uh, accounting systems, whatever that might be. Uh, we also provide contact center as a service, which is that layer that sits on top of the voice mm-hmm. that is what presents your business mm-hmm. environment and you know all of your all of your resources to your customer base and your prospect base. So whether it's you know a chat via website mm-hmm. or it's SMS, you know text mm-hmm. or voice or video, like mm-hmm. we're talking, um, all that can then be blended in and provide a better experience for your customers and your partners. Another area that we've gotten into over the last you know eight to ten years is what's called IoT, Internet of Things. Mm. You know, people a lot of times think of the refrigerator talking to the grocery store. Right. Mm-hmm. Things, right? 
you know, that's kind of the, you know, the big example of IoT, but our IoT solutions really focus primarily on um, physical door access control, mm. video surveillance, mm-hmm. whether it's just pure high definition mm-hmm. video or maybe even temperature sensing um, huh. monitors for like people walking through an mm-hmm. entryway. Mm-hmm. Um, we also do controls for like, you know, air, w- water and um, mm-hmm. you know, quality of, you know, whether it's mm-hmm. CO2, smoke detection, mm-hmm. etc. cetera. Um, asset monitoring, whether it's water or fuel or chemical mm-hmm. tanks, mm-hmm. all kinds of industrial controls. Mm-hmm. That all that whole IoT space, we've also figured out how to deliver via cloud. And uh, it's been very effective. Mm-hmm. We've got a, a really nice market there as well. Um, and then we also provide all those services and, and other products. You know, a lot of times people say, well, I want to set up a voice service through the cloud. Mm-hmm. Well, I still need to buy phones. I still need mm-hmm. to buy speaker phones. Um, I might need a switch and a router and mm-hmm. a server that goes with that. Mm-hmm. So we have a distribution team oh, okay. that is kind of more like a co-op. So we mm-hmm. provide that as a service to all of our mm-hmm. resellers around the U.S. and Great. Canada, but then they can provide all of that together as one purchase mm-hmm. point to their customers. So it makes it real easy for them. So, um, but, you know, primarily it's all about, you know, the cloud services, you mm-hmm. know, voice, contact center, and, mm-hmm. and internet of things. So Cool. I yeah. love it. I love it. And you can find all of that at earthbend.com. Makes it very easy. Yeah. Absolutely. So if people want to connect with you directly, Wade, how would they do that? Um. Certainly just send me an email at uh, earthbend.com, wade.hoffman at earthbend.com. I'm also on LinkedIn. Um, you can find me uh, there. Just search for Wade Hoffman and, at Earthbend. And uh, yeah, those are the, the vehicles that, that I use predominantly. And I look forward to communicating with you know anyone who has any questions or wants to talk more about you know what we discussed today. I love it. I love it. Well, do you have any final thoughts for everyone? Um, I think, you know, the, the key was what you opened with just the evolution of this has been so amazing, intriguing, mm-hmm. challenging in some ways. Mm-hmm. But I think about what we're going through right now, how mm-hmm. beneficial it is, um, but it has to be managed mm-hmm. and it has to be managed securely and efficiently. And I think that's where, um, you know, people like our company uh, can really help. And there's mm-hmm. lots of us out there, of course, but I think uh, I, I uh, you know, also like your point about what about what's what's it like in six to eight months? Mm-hmm. And I'm anxious to come back and talk to you mm-hmm. then, and you know, and and say, okay, wow, now what's changed? You yeah, know, how, now how what? Eek! Things, right? <laughs> what have we proven now that mm-hmm. works or doesn't work? Right, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I think you know, so to that point, it's an ongoing evolution. Mm-hmm. Um, it never ends, right? And that's the right. exciting thing about technology, mm-hmm. um, whether it's security or communications or data management, mm-hmm. things like that are always evolving mm-hmm. and. And so, I, you know, there's never a shortage of topics to talk about. So I'm right. looking forward to the next discussion. Yeah, it'll be great fun. It'll be great fun. Well, until then, I'm Deb Creer. I've been having a great conversation with Wade Hoffman. And everyone have a great day. Thanks, Deb. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.